It is time to rock and roll. Employment Hour Wednesday night edition is upon us, upon you. It's time to go. If you didn't catch Monday night show, welcome uh, welcome aboard. And, of course, the weekend show's Employment Hour and 30 happens on Saturday and Sunday morning, that being on CTV and Global TV as well. We will get to lots of good stuff tonight. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. We will get to that list in just a bit. Phone lines, by the way, already open and ready for you uh, for just under an hour, the length of this show, 416 870 6400 star 640 on cell and one triple eight two two five talk that is toll free it is a live call and chill feel free to call in now bring them on we'll talk to you and uh get her happening first so we always start with the week that was pal how are you hey john it's uh difficult to believe it's uh only wednesday uh, at least for me it's been a, a very very busy week so far uh I've uh, I've been on the phone a lot. I've been uh, e- emailing a lot. A lot of people, a lot of questions answered, and hopefully a lot of problems solved as well, which is terrific. Uh, makes me a bit tired, but uh, beyond that, uh, quite happy <laughs> to be doing it. So uh, we're looking forward to a busy show now. May as well make me even more tired. Bring it on. Want to answer your questions about employment law, about workplace rights, about your problems that you may be facing, maybe with your boss, maybe with your coworkers. Maybe with your hours of work, or maybe you don't have a job because you just lost one and you're upset, but you want to know what does this mean and what's your road. Or maybe your job just changed. Uh, you know, you used to have a particular role with particular pay. Your boss just said, we're changing that job. Can they do yeah. that? Well, hey, call us. Let's talk about that right now. Uh, I'll answer those questions. And if you want to talk to me off air, not a problem. Just like uh, many, many people do, uh, we'll give you my contact information. You can call. You can email. Happy to chat. Happy to correspond. But, John, uh, getting on point here. Oh, Alex Pearson. No, sorry, that's after. Uh, oh. Getting to t- talking about uh, employment law, let's talk about the week that was. Uh, let's talk yeah. about uh, a couple situations that came across my desk. Uh, first of uh, one, I, I spoke with a lady who had worked for a number of years for a large retailer. And when she started there, she started as a casual employee. So they would call her when they would need her, and uh, you know she would work sometimes once, twice a week. Sometimes she wouldn't work at all for a couple of weeks, uh, and then they'd call her when they needed her, and, and she did that for about six months. Well, after six months, the only thing that really changed is that they started gradually scheduling her more frequently, more and more frequently, and as time went on, she started working even more shifts, and eventually she was working regular full-time hours, about 35, 38 hours a week. And for the past three years, that's what she had been doing. She had been working 38 hours a week, essentially full-time, uh, hmm. you know, Monday to Friday. Right. And uh, she, she was fine with that. She was happy. She was uh, enjoying her job. Well, very recently, she stopped getting shifts, at least regular shifts. Uh, they started, again, scheduling her every few days or sometimes a few uh, a week would go by without a shift. And she asked them, well, what's happening? I've been working full-time for three years said, well, no, no, you're a casual employee, uh, so we, we, we can schedule you as we want as based on the needs of the business. Well, she called me, and she wanted to know, am I a casual employee? Can they do that? And remember, John, she started off like that. She started off as a casual employee, but for the last three years, she was working full-time hours. So here's the thing, John. If she started being a full-time employee, if she started working 38 hours a week, those those became the terms of her employment. She was now a regular right. full-time employee. Her employer can't go back to the way things were. They can't say, well, you used to be an employee that we can just schedule as needed. Therefore, we have a right to, to do it again. No, something has changed. 
they changed the terms by becoming by, by scheduling her regular hours. She could count on it. She, she did it for three years. They can't go back. They can't do this again. So what does this mean for her? Now that they they're not scheduling her regular hours, that is absolutely a constructive dismissal. She can get severance for her. It's anywhere from four to six months of pay that she's going to be owed here. Wow. And uh, I wanted to bring this up here because if you're if you have some sort of an arrangement with your employer, and then that arrangement gets better, they give you more hours, they give you better pay, they give mm-hmm. you better shifts. They can't go back to the way things were. They can't say no, no, no. When we hired you, it was on this basis. We like that better, so we're going to go back. There's no going back. If your employer gives you better terms, they can't undo it. They can't go back to the way things were. If they do, that is a constructive dismissal. That is something they're not allowed to do. You can treat that as a termination, John, and get your full severance. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lines are open here. Uh, employment Hour, Wednesday night edition, one talk That is toll free. Uh, what else you got going on? spoke with a gentleman actually a couple hours ago uh, who uh, was back in, I guess it was November uh, 2017, 2017, so that's a year and a half ago, uh, was uh, temporarily laid off. And the company said, you know, called him in on a Friday, said, "Uh, you know, business is slower, we're going to lay you off temporarily. Uh, And he thought, okay, he was upset about it, he'd been there for 25 years, but said okay we'll see what happens well john that was a year and a half ago do you think they've called him huh. back no. no he had followed up with them a bunch of times after about six months or so he realized that that's not happening he ended up you know he's an older gentleman he looked for work he ended up finding a part-time job uh and and he still hasn't heard him back they haven't gone back to him he followed up finally he heard this show so he called me and he said well what am i owed here well john of course he was terminated this is a company they thought they can they're, they're, they thought they're really smart they thought that by calling it a temporary layoff, hey, we know what to do. We'll just call it a temporary layoff. Now we don't have to pay severance. Well, that's silly. First of all, a temporary layoff is a termination in any event. But even if you're going to temporarily laid off, the word temporary is there. You have to call the person back. Right. This guy wasn't called back. That was a year and a half ago. So he was terminated, and I'm going to get him severance. For him, it could be as much as two years' pay. And I wanted to remind employees and employers, t- temporary layoffs, most cases, are terminations. You can't use temporary layoffs to avoid paying severance. The employee always has the option to treat that as a termination. The law is a lot smarter than allowing an employer to just get around the law by calling it yeah. a temporary layoff. Help at employmenthour.com is the email address we use uh, on the show during the course of the show. The e, uh, phone lines rather are wide open, 416 870 6400 star 640 on sale. You have questions about your job, severance, or uh, employment in general, bring them on. one 225 talk That is a toll-free number as we uh, we carry on here. So if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. These are good to have in your head, if not write down as we go through these, right? Usually when, uh, when I uh, get a call, oftentimes the question becomes, uh, what should I do? So here's the situation, what should I do? Well, yep. oftentimes the answer should be, or the focus should be on what you shouldn't do, uh, things you should not do, because there are certain things that if you do, you're definitely going to be giving up your legal rights, you're going to mm-hmm. compromise your entitlements, you're going to make your life in the workplace a lot worse and potentially lose a lot of money. So we want to talk about things that you need to be aware of, things that you should not do anytime, anywhere, ever in the workplace, that if you do those things, 
you will give up your legal rights at some point. It's going to cost you. So, so really pay attention to these. These are important. These are things you don't want to do. We'll dive right into our first one. Don't sign employment agreements without knowing exactly what you were signing. That's um, employment agreements, prenuptials, marriage licenses. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> but in this case, <laughs> in this case, definitely you don't sign exactly until you know what you're signing, right? Most people, uh, when they are offered an employment agreement, it's obviously a happy time. It's an exciting time. They're going to look at the salary. Yeah. Great. The salary is what I wanted. Yep. Oh, good. They're even giving me the four weeks vacation I've asked for. Uh, terrific. The start day works amazing. Excellent. I'm signing. Where do I sign? And I understand that. And that's normal and natural. But it's not right and it's not correct. An employment agreement, a written job offer letter, can and usually does have many terms that could be problematic. And if you don't pay attention to them, it's going to cost you. There could be terms that limit your future severance by mm-hmm. tens of thousands of dollars. There can be terms that allow the company to lay you off temporarily, to change your job, to reduce your pay, to relocate you, many other things as well. Non-competition obligations. You can't work in the industry for three years. You have to know what you're signing. It's not just about how much salary you're getting. It's not just about how much vacation. If you don't care now, you're going to pay for it later. So pay attention. Understand what you're signing. Ask questions if it's not clear. Let me help you if you want. Let me tell you what it means. And oftentimes, John, these things can be negotiated. But you need to know what to negotiate. You need to identify the problems. So when you get a job offer letter, take a step back. Read it carefully. If something there is unclear, you need to ask the questions of me, of the employer, but never sign it without understanding the full document and understanding everything you're agreeing to. And contrary to what you may think, and we've said this many times over the last seven years, a one-pager, if not half a pager, is better than a 15-page document, right? No pager or half a pager is far better. A handshake is better. Something on the back of a napkin is better for the employee, not for the employer, for the employee. I know it sounds counterintuitive. That is better. That means you have the full protection of the law. Because an employment agreement often eliminates some of the entitlements that you have, so you want to be very, very careful with those documents. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on your cell. Mike, first call of the night. Thanks for hanging in, fella. How are you? Well, great. Thanks for taking me. Uh, when can a company lay off an employee without paying them severance? Great question. So... so if we're talking about a temporary layoff, the only time they can lay him off temporarily is if there's an employment agreement in place that gives them the power to do that. And then it could either be for 13 weeks or for 35 weeks, depending on whether benefits are being continued. But a temporary layoff can only happen if there's either a past history of doing it or if there's an employment agreement or, of course, if they're in a situation where it's a seasonal job. If you're a roofer or a landscaper or a swimming pool installer, those are seasonal jobs, so it's understood you're going to be laid off temporarily over the winter. In most right. other jobs, you can't be laid off temporarily. Now, if you're talking about a, a permanent layoff, a termination of employment, the only time an employee can be terminated without severance is for cause, which means they did something terrible. They, they're guilty of some very significant misconduct. That's the only right. time they can be let go without severance. And temporary layoff, usually it's if the contract says so or if it's an implied term based on the fact that it's a seasonal job. So they can't turn around and say, okay, I'm laying you off at this point with no cause, you know. Just you talking about that. permanent layoff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can be laid off any time, uh, right. but you have to get paid severance. 
you have to get your severance. I see. Yeah. So, so you can yeah. say, listen, today is Tuesday, so I'm gonna. I feel like letting you go today. I mean, that's silly, of course. But, but he can do that, your employer, as long as he pays severance. As long as he pays the severance. And how about if he says, uh, tomorrow, you know, we're gonna go down to three days a week. Hmm. Well, your employer cannot. So, assuming you're working five days, your employer cannot yeah. reduce your hours, reduce your pay. That is a constructive dismissal. So, if so your employer says, "I'm reducing you from five to three days," you have an you have a choice to make. You can either accept okay. that change and continue working, or you can right. say, "No, I'm not accepting. I'm going to treat that as a termination, and I'm going to leave, and I'm going to make you, employer, pay me my full severance." Great, great information. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. Mike, those are a couple good, a uh, couple good questions. By the way, thank you. You want to follow up and uh, have a further conversation with Lior, member of his team? No problem. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Joanne, I see you there. Hang on, we will get to your call after a short break for you as well. Plenty of room. Come on in. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Star six forty on cell and one triple eight two two five. Talk. That is toll free. It's employment hour right here on Global News Radio. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Star six forty on cell and one triple eight two two five. Talk. That is toll free. Want to send an email over? That is. Uh, just fine. Help at employmenthour.com. Moving on to uh, to Joanne. Hey, Joanne, good evening. Hi, how are you doing? I am. We are fantastic. Uh, how are you? What's your question? Good. I'm calling for my niece. Uh, she's set to go on maternity leave in August, beginning of August. And her doctor has informed her that if her health issue, not related to her pregnancy, doesn't improve in the next couple of weeks, that he's going to want her to go off work. Now, she's wondering how is this going to affect her maternity leave. It won't affect her maternity leave. As long as she has a doctor's note saying that she needs to go on a, on a medical leave, she can go on a medical leave, and then she can start her maternity leave when, when as scheduled. It won't impact it. Uh, it won't impact uh, her, her job security or any of that. So, so, obviously, she needs to follow her doctor's advice. It will not impact her maternity leave in any way, Joanne. Okay, but how will it affect her, how she gets paid for her maternity, though? Like you're supposed to work so many weeks before, it's yeah, not going to no, affect that. It, it won't. Not in this situation. With, with, with respect to maternity leave, it won't affect. Given the fact that at this point we're cl- we're at the point that's close enough that she won't lose anything uh, on on EI front. She can also always call the EI office to confirm. But no, she this should not impact her in any way. Okay, and does it use up her maternity time now? No, does it does she not. Still get her full. Yeah. year that she wants yeah she she does get her, her her full year potentially up to 18 months actually now so yes she, she can do that it won't impact her and if her employer okay. gives her a hard time in any way by all means have her call me but no it shouldn't uh, legally speaking it won't impact her okay great great thank you thanks joanne thanks joanne appreciate that uh to keep that in mind and reach out any further one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is uh leor's number there at the office help at employmenthour.com works Works just as well. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell one triple eight two two five. talk That is toll-free. Moving along to uh, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's happening tonight? Um, well, I have a question about my father-in-law. He was working a uh, construction company for 15 years, had a company truck, and he got laid off every winter and came back every spring. He got fired in the spring and... We thought that he'd be owed severance. We talked to a lawyer, and he was sent it up for $8,000. But because he got a new job, 
apparently he wasn't entitled to that. Is that correct? Or Yeah, so what happens if, if you're able to find employment right away before you've resolved the severance issue, then you've done what we call mitigated your damages, mitigated your losses. So that does reduce the amount of severance. Now, how long after he was let go did he uh, find another job? Uh, it was probably two, two and a half months. So that's what he would be owed in this situation. He'd be owed those two and a half months pay. Uh, that, that's the severance. Did he get that severance? Uh, no, I don't think he did. I think he just said forget it. And... Well, I mean, that, obviously that is up to him, but he's owed two and a half months pay. Now, yeah. here's, here's the unfortunate thing. Here's what I would have done. I mean, if he came to see me as soon as he lost his job, I would have pursued the uh, the severance right away. We would have resolved it before he found another job, and then he would have essentially had his cake and ate it, been able to eat it too. That's yeah. you know moot point right now. But he's still two and a half months. If he'd like my help in getting that, it could be as simple. Should be as simple as just sending a letter out to the company. So I'd be more than happy to help him if uh, if he wants to reach out to me, Aaron. Okay. All right, thanks, pal. Appreciate Aaron the call, and here is the number for uh, your father-in-law to call. I believe it is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour dot com. See, that's an interesting call because you're talking about bridging the gap and mitigating, but there's still a bit of an outstanding balance there, right? Well, yeah. So two and a half months pay is two and a half months pay. Hey, if he doesn't want it, give it to me, right? I'll take it. But uh, right. two and a half months pay. And beyond that, here's the thing: if he found a job that pays him less. So let's say he was making, I don't know, 50 grand and he found a job yes. that pays him 40 grand. Then okay. he potentially entitled more to make up, uh, more severance to make up for that difference over a period of time. So, right. you know, the devil's in the details, but, uh, you know, that's why I always tell people if you lose your job, you want to deal with uh, severance issues as soon as possible. You may find a job that could reduce the value of your severance. So, uh, you know, you, you don't want to sit on these things. If you lose your job, let's deal with it now. Let's get you the severance that you're owed now. Uh, so you don't have to worry about how finding a job will ultimately impact it. You have questions of your own, bring them on, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. In the meantime, talking about if you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. The next one on the list is don't, quote-unquote, take one for the team at your expense. Yeah, so we, let me clarify what I mean by that. By taking one for the team, what I mean is your employer is asking you to do something, maybe to take a pay cut. Okay, that's a classic example. You know, business is not going as well. I need you to take a pay cut to help me out. Or I need you to do this other job uh, to help me out. So, okay, I want right. to be a good team player. I'm going to take one for the team, and I'm going to agree to it. Now, that's very admirable. Don't get me wrong. It is absolutely admirable. And the problem with that is if you take one for the team, if you agree to that change, you give the company the right to do it again. You open that door completely wide, and that's a problem because the next time they want to reduce your pay, now it's 20% or 50%. You may not be able to do anything about it because you took one for the team last time. So this is you know, an exception. You know, we've always learned in life you want to cooperate, you want to you know, help out, and that's great. But when it comes to employment law and your rights, it's time to be a bit selfish. It's time to think about yourself and about your rights and how this is going yeah. to impact you. So don't, uh, don't take one for the team. If you take one for the team, you will potentially regret it later. If your employer changes the terms of your employment or wants to, say, no, I'm not going to agree to that. If they do it anyway, you should consider that a constructive dismissal. Of course, before you quit, you need to give me a call. Slide back over to the phones. Got uh, Jeremy on the line. Hi, Jeremy. Good evening. 
Hi, good evening. I was just calling about the, uh, I recently read about the new overtime pay that Doug Ford's government's bringing out. I was just not sure I fully understand it. So with respect to, uh, are you talking with respect to, to truck drivers? Um, just, just in, uh, just in general, I, what I, I'm not sure I read something about 30 hours, two weeks nope. and then 60 hours a week in a month and they don't have to pay overtime or something. Well, is a, no, no, it's okay. I understand what you mean. So what employer, what, uh, the new government has done is it allows an employer, well, an employer can average hours for overtime. So overtime is paid over 44 hours a week, right? But yeah. an employer ha is allowed to average hours over a period of time. So for example, they can have a, an agreement with an employee that instead of paying you overtime over 44 hours, we will average it. So what okay. I mean by that is we'll do a, let's say a two week average. So if in the two weeks you work more than 44 hours, right, then we'll pay you overtime at that point. But if the average is less than 44, we're not going to pay it. Now, up until recently, in order to do that, an employer needed the approval of the government. They needed the approval of the Ministry of Labor. The, okay. the Ford government changed that. And now they no longer need the approval. So now as long as the employer and employee agree to average uh, hours, then they can do that without the approval of the Ministry of Labor. The employee still has to agree to it. So your employer can't say to you, I've decided that from now on we're going to average hours for overtime purposes. No, they can't do that. Uh, but uh, they they can do that with the employee's consent without the approval of the government. But the basic rule is still the same with overtime. If you work oh. more than 44 hours a week, you get time and a half. Okay, yeah. and, and that is true whether you're a salaried employee or an hourly employee. Okay, interesting. Does that make sense, Jeremy? Yeah, it did. Thank Excellent. you so much. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, pal. No worries. You want to reach out further, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com as well. And for you to call in and ask your questions tonight for the remainder of this show, 416-870-6400-640 on your cell and one 225 talk That, of course, is toll-free to preserve your workplace rights. Don't ever do these things. And This has come up uh, in this show already. And don't accept a temporary layoff or any other big change to the terms of your employment. Got to yeah, hammer this temporary, one home. Temporary layoff is, is huge. Right? I've said that already. Yeah. And, and I've told you what happens with a temporary layoff. But the, the, the flip side of that is that if you do end up accepting the temporary layoff, Maybe you're the good soldier, but you, you accept it. You've given the company the right to do it again. So assuming the company actually does what it says and they do call you back, unlike the situation I talked about in the week there was, they call you back. Well, by you going back to work, you've accepted it. Now they can do it again and again and again and again and again. And that's a huge problem because you're going to work for a few months, but they can lay you off for a yeah. few months and round and round we go. And that's not a good way to be and, and work and live and earn a living. So mm -hmm. when it comes to temporary layoffs, I, I don't think there should be an exception. If you're laid off temporarily, that's not something you want or agree to. Don't accept that. It's probably better to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. So what you don't want to do is you do not want to accept a temporary layoff. If you're not sure if you should, if you're not sure if it's legal, you know what to do. You call me, you email me, and we'll talk about it. That goes with you know redu reduced vacation, changing your shift, relocation, all that stuff. Any of those changes don't just accept it to be a good guy, right? Absolutely. If you if you accept it, you've given them the right to do it again, and uh, you, you you've opened that door. So not a good idea. Yeah. Again, as I said, 
probably one of the few times in life when you should be selfish. Uh, you should yeah. look out to, uh, to not for number one because if you don't, you're going to definitely pay for it later. Let's get back over to a, another phone call. Eric, thanks for, uh, thanks for chiming in tonight. How are you, pal? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Um, What's your concern? Okay, so uh, I'm on a, a Facebook group that, like in the food industry, and there's been a lot of talk about the new laws with the um, labor laws of that, that apparently um, a, a boss can not pay up to 60 hours of overtime so they can, they can basically move hours around over a month period or something like that. And I just want to know if that's actually any of that stuff, the new stuff is actually true or not. No, it's exactly what I was telling. The, the, it's not true. It's, it's what I was telling the, the previous caller. So an, em, an employer and an employee can agree to average overtime hours over, let's say, a period of a month, okay? And if over that month then you work an average of more than 44, then you get paid overtime. So, so they can't do that. First of all, the employer can't just do that. The, the employee has to agree in writing to do that. Uh, and okay. and it, it can only be for a period of up to four weeks. It can't be for longer than that. They can say, let's average it over a year. But they can average overtime for up to uh, a, a month. And as long as the employer and employee agree to, then that's what happens. But if the employee says, nope, I don't want to do that, then the employer has to pay overtime if the employee works more than 44 hours a week. So this is – I know there's been a lot of talk on Facebook. I've seen it myself that this is a bad thing, even articles. It, it's not the, – the change that, that happened really is nothing. It's a nothing burger. What I mean by that is the only change <laughs> is that, that in the past the government had to approve it, which they did anyway. It was just rubber stamping. Now we don't need to ask the government for approval for that, but the employee still has to agree. So don't freak out over it. It's really not a big deal. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate that. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. It is just that simple. Get your questions answered right here on this show every Monday and Wednesday. And, of course, Employment Hour 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings uh, as well. Sam, thank you for uh, for hanging on. Good evening. How are you? Oh, not too bad. How are you? We're good. What's uh, What's your concern? Quick question. Under the ESA, I work in an industry where it's 24 hours, seven days a week. How many hours off do you need between shifts? Uh, you you have to receive at least eight hours off of work between shifts. Correct. Uh, but that doesn't apply if the total time worked on both shifts is, uh, is not more than 13 hours. Okay? Correct. Hmm. But other than that, you have to get at least eight hours off between shifts. Eight hours. And that's what I thought. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank Thanks, you. Sam. Appreciate that. Uh, by the way, you want to reach out and contact Lior when the show is not on. That's simple. one 821 5900 That is the correct path to do so. Brent, thank you for calling in. How are you? Good. How are you this evening? Good. What's up? I would just like to know, uh, I work for a big company, and um, it's come to the employee's attention that uh, they're looking at moving and uh, acquiring a new facility somewhere. I'm just wondering hmm. if there's a law that they have to let us know within a certain amount of time or like can they just like tell us yeah we're moving here and in like a week or do they have to give it like we're talking like you know over five six hundred employees great question so so the 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 answer is is a bit complicated because every employee would have different entitlements in terms of how much notice they're owed okay so so if there's 500 employees they all have different entitlements so the the entitlement is the same as the entitlement to severance so what I mean by this, if someone in your situation, as an example, is owed 12 months severance, let's just use that as an example, then okay. they have to give you 12 months notice of a change, 
Okay. Wow. And if they I give see. you less than 12 months notice, then let's say they only give you six months notice. Then what happens is you can say, no, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to accept this change. And you have to pay me the last six months as severance. I see. I see. You see what I mean? Okay, so I have I have an option to not receive, not accept their where they're going and receive a severance depending on the length of time, as you're saying. Exactly. But here's the thing: let's say someone in your situation, using my example, uh, is owed 12 months severance. Okay. Uh, if they give you 12 months notice, so so we're telling you uh, that uh, that 12 months from now we're moving offices. And right. if you don't accept that, then you're not going to get severance, right? Because you already got sufficient amount of notice. Yes. Right? Okay. But if yeah. they say they only give you, let's say, two months notice, then you cannot accept and then get the last 10 months as severance. Now, how long have you been there for? I've been there for going on 13 years now. And and how old are you, uh, Brent? And how, what kind of a job? I'm 38. And uh, uh, right now, I I kind of like not as soon as I say everybody will know where the that's fine. Don't worry about it. So you so it turns out my 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 example was probably spot on. You're probably about a year's severance is what you owed. Okay. Uh, and and so so you know to answer for you specifically, if again this is assuming it's a big change. If they're saying we're moving across the street, then it's a moot point. What I'm talking about is a situation where it's a significant move, where it's going to impact you in, in in a real way. Okay. In that situation, then then you're owed about a year's notice. If they give you less than that, then you could potentially treat that as a termination when the move happens Indeed. and get the difference of severance. Okay, gentlemen, thank you. You've answered my question. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank you. Appreciate for taking the uh, time to call in, Brent. We really, uh, really appreciate it. Moving on to, uh, to Dean. Hey, Dean, good evening. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. What's going on with you? Uh, uh, I work for a, a large company and uh, got my annual pay increase this week and um, slipped in there in the letter was a change to my title. Um, no longer just a regular manager. Now I'm a senior manager and the job grade has increased. The job grade defines the, uh, the salary range for each, each uh, role. Uh, yet there was no change to my pay associated with the job grade or the title change. It feels oh, like interesting. A, a, a change to the terms of my employment, you think? Did you did you ask him about it? What it means? It uh, I know what it means. It means I mean the company has grown, and because of what I was doing now is more important, and um, it's it's a bigger job than it was in previous years. They've changed my job grade. So so here's the thing. It's not a question of job title or what the grade is on on, on a scale. It's a question of did the job actually change. If the job is the same, but they've decided to categorize it in a different way, well, that's more of an internal thing. It's just a, it's just a title, really. But if they, they change the job, they say, okay, from now on, we also need you to do these other five things, but we're not going to pay you more for it. Well, then, yeah, that, that is a change, and that could potentially be a constructive dismissal. So it comes down to, did the job actually change, or is it just a title on a piece of paper, right? Right. I mean, it's 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 B. It's just a title on a piece of paper. But my concern is that you know tomorrow they could say, okay, now you're the CEO, and <laughs> you know, and which is ridiculous. But they could do that, and then now my job actually does change. Yeah. No. If they actually change your job, okay, then that is something they can't do. Uh, certainly not without your agreement. Uh, and, and obviously, if they change your title to the point where now you you incur additional liability, and then you said CEO, but if they now you're a, a title as a director, well, that could come with some uh, you know other personal liability. 
that, that is a different issue. They may not be able to do that. But to realign things from a name standpoint and call you a senior manager, as long as your job hasn't actually changed, it's, it's kind of a silly thing to do for them. But it's not actually illegal. There's really nothing illegal about it, if you, if you know what I mean. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Dean. Appreciate that. Dan, you want to follow up? Anything else happens? Another dev- or if you become CEO, that'd be interesting. one eight five five eight. Right now, it's just a three dressed up as a nine. But one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. My brother, you want to call that number or help at employmenthour.com. For you, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number to call in and ask your questions here for the remainder of the show. John, good evening. How are you? Good evening. What's up? Um, okay, um, if a person, um, uh, a friend of mine is a manager for a company that's now restructuring, manager of a department, yes, and uh, it's been in there for 10 years, and um, so they uh, basically amalgamated uh, two positions into one and gave him that position. So he's now doing two, uh, two different departments as the manager for the two. That came with a bit of a pay raise and stuff. Um, but uh, he was working nine to five, no weekends. But now the company is requiring him to uh, uh, work two weekends of the month and uh, close the store uh, a couple of times a week, basically, which is, he didn't have that before. So he's saying, I don't want the, the raise, I don't want the extra responsibility, I just don't want to work weekends and, and nights. Yes. Uh, he's, so he's basically being, he's, he's been in a position either he quits or, or takes that job. So my question is, if he quits, does he is he entitled to unemployment because he quits, or and is he entitled entitled to uh, severance? Excellent question, really, really good question. So here's how this works. So, so they say, well, good news, we've decided you're taking this other job, and you have to do all these other things and also work weekends. Congratulations, you're starting Monday. Uh, well, no, not so fast. They they yeah. absolutely can't impose that. He can absolutely say no, uh, and w- once he says no, uh, one of two. He, I wouldn't even quit, by the way. I, w- I don't see why you would quit. He okay. simply says no, and then one of two things will happen once he says no. Okay, they'll either okay. back off and leave him alone, or they'll say, okay, then we let you go, and and then of course he's going to get severance. Why would he quit? There's absolutely no reason in the world why he would quit. He simply says thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to continue working in my my old role. They'll either okay. back off or they will let him go. There's, there's really no other option, right? They can't physically take him and force him to to come in on the weekends, right? Uh, okay. So, yeah. so that's what I would tell him. He would be owed severance if he's let go. He would also be owed a, a EI, absolutely. So make sure he knows that. And if anything happens, anything at all, have him call me right away. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Pass on the number to your pal. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the uh, the way we roll. Jim, thank you for hanging on. Jim, uh, what's up with you tonight? I got laid off uh, December twenty first. Um, they told us we were going to call us back on the seventh of January, but they called us on the sixth and said they're not calling us back yet. What's my rights? Uh, so you haven't been called back yet. Is it, you're still off on layoff. Yes, I am. And uh, are you part of a union? Nope. Okay. And have you been laid off before? Well, they used to do it every Christmas for, like, lay us off for the Christmas break. And that's it? That's it. So other than that, you, you, you've always worked consistently year-round? Yes. Okay. 
Well, then, no, they, they can't do that because now it's very different. It's one thing to say, okay, we know that over the holidays we're laid off. Now we're into April and you haven't been called back to work. No, that is a constructive dismissal. There's, they absolutely cannot do that. Uh, how long have you been there for, Jim? Uh, nine years. Well, then, obviously, you're going to be owed significant compensation. Depending on the specifics of your job and, and uh, uh, your, your uh, age, you could be owed anywhere from 8 to 12 months of pay. So uh, they can't do that. So your options are either you can wait and see if they'll call you back. And if you do go back, Jim, you've given them the right to do it again. That's a huge problem. But or you can treat really that as a termination now. What's that? I really don't want to go back there after this. Well, then there you go. Then give me a call. Let's let's get you severance. It's a, you've already been off for a few months. That's not going to be hard. This is going to be easy. And if you have colleagues in the same situation, tell them to do the same. They should connect with me as soon as possible. Let's get the, uh, all of you severance. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate that. Uh, write this down. Do not lose this number. You know, don't write it on something the dog's going to eat. Write us where you can put it up permanently on the fridge. one 855 821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. A, uh, a, a buffet of different type of calls tonight, but that covers basically <laughs> and encompasses everything we always talk about on the show. People getting laid off, people not wanting to make changes to their job, all kinds of stuff, right? Pregnancy leave. Overtime. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. It's all My out there. Gosh. It's all a, out there, a, man. a busy one. So, as you know, our, yeah. our callers came through, our listeners came through. They kept me on my toes and kept me busy and uh, loving it. Uh, I'm hoping that we solve some problems today. We'll uh, take it from there, my friend. Uh, go relax for a bit and looking forward to the weekend shows. And, of course, Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on your Saturday and Sunday mornings. Check those out. And always, one 821 5900 to follow up with Lior uh, now that the show is done. Help at employmenthour.com. The first place you consult before signing anything. Not a single letter on that letter. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Till next time, it's been the Employment Hour here on Global News Radio.